Um, if we're on too many medications, and I'm not going to say anything, you know, negative about medications, but in the long run, they've been shown to, uh, they can do some damage to the liver, to the kidneys over time. So we just want to, if we have to take medications, which should be for a short period of time or very temporary, but food, we have to, we all have to eat food every day to sustain our, our bodies and our functioning. So yeah, food is really where it's at. Hello, and welcome to the Bees Knees podcast. This is your host, PJ Ewing. Glad to have you here. I've got a really interesting discussion for you about inflammation, swelling, edema, what you don't want in your knee, even before surgery, and food, foods you can eat to reduce inflammation. How about that? A natural solution to a very big problem for people, uh, particularly after surgery. It is the big bogey that you have to get over is getting swelling out of your knee so that you don't create scar tissue. There's a direct line from swelling to scar tissue, uh, and you can sort of short-circuit that thing, that process, if you can not have any swelling, or you can minimize that swelling, get it out of the system quickly. And Trisha's got a lot of ideas where you can eat your way to reduce inflammation. Really good foods, ingredients, and she gets very specific about what you can do with these ingredients and how you can prepare the foods so that you can get the most out of diet to help you with your recovery from knee surgery. So uh, it's something that I found in the archives. Trisha and I did this a little while ago, and I repurposed it a little bit for you. I took out some references that were not relevant. It was a Facebook Live video at the time. So you'll, I think, get the most out of it now that I've cleaned it up. And I'm excited to share that with you. So this is PJ here with Trisha talking about food and inflammation. I hope you get a lot, a lot out of this. And you might even grab a notebook and take some notes along the way because some very practical. Or you know what? Here's the idea. Get in a car. Turn on the podcast and go to the grocery store. Protective, you know, use your mask, get your gloves, all that stuff, so that you can go buy some of these foods that Trisha tells us about. Okay, enough of that. Let's listen. Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Hi there, my name is Trisha Lahman, and I've been a holistic health coach for several years now. I went to uh, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is based in New York. Um, before that, I was an elementary school teacher for many years. Um, so teaching's kind of in my blood. It's what I love to do. I love to help people and kind of empower them, give them the tools they need, the information, the, the education, so they can make the best decisions. and. Uh, the way they do, I do that now for people is um, in the realm of health, how to um, eat the best foods, um, do the best um, and most uh, effective exercises to keep your body uh, moving well and functioning well, feeling good, being pain-free, all the good stuff. Um, and I do live this, so I wanted I want to make that clear that I don't just uh, give information and say, okay, you do that, but I'm going to go eat some chocolate cake. Um, although yes, I do, I indulge a little bit here and there, but I do live this. I lost, uh, 35, 37 pounds, uh, about 20 years ago. And I've kept it off and I try to eat healthy every single day. I try to eat real, uh, foods. And, um, and so that's what I teach people how to live, um, to live well and, um, live with optimal health and, um, as little pain as, as possible, or maybe no pain. Trisha, let's get right into it. With all the research and work that you've done, can you help us understand 
what really what is going on with inflammation what is this thing okay what is going on in the body right what's causing this pain um it is it's a signal and it actually is as negative as it is it doesn't feel good but it is the body's way of saying hey something's wrong um so the um textbook information uh, description here or definition, if I could read it, it's a localized protective response elicited by an injury or destruction of tissue, which serves to destroy, dilute, or wall off both the injurious agent and the injured tissue. So basically, it's the body's way of saying, hey, there is, a, there is an injury here and we need to deal with it. So it sends different cells and different things to, uh, to help it. And then here's an even better one. It's a localized physical condition in which part of the body becomes reddened, swollen, hot, often painful, especially as a reaction to an injury or infection. Um, so it's basically what I like to call it, or uh, the analogy I use, it's like the house on fire. Um, you know, if there's a small fire in your house, you wanna do everything you can to put it out quickly before it spreads. Um, so it's like a, a little a fire in some part of the house, I mean, part of your house is your body. So it might be the shoulder, it might be the knee, it might be the hip, whatever it is, or it could be a soft tissue, it could be um, uh, in the bone, it could you know, different different places, but it's basically the body's way to say, hey, we're in pain because there's something wrong here, there's something not functioning right, and then the uh, body goes to try to heal it, but if it becomes chronic, then we have an issue. So we wanna deal with um, that inflammation before it spreads or becomes chronic. Um, so the, we don't want any house fires. We want to put out those fires and, uh, we can do that through food, which we can, uh, go over now, if you want to get into that. Well, I do. Um, that's great. Thank you for that. Um, but I do want to talk about what we do, um, with knee patients who are facing inflammation, particularly after surgery, although it can happen leading up to surgery. And that is that when you have swelling in the body, and your joints are now uh, pressed by fluids, you are in pain. It presses on the nerves. And when you have something pressing on your nerves, it's not a comfortable thing. And we spend a lot of time uh, with post-surgery patients trying to get that swelling out into the limb system and out of the body. Uh, and we do that through all kinds of techniques, physical techniques, and we're not gonna talk much about that here. We're talking about, obviously, what you ingest but there are physical techniques to remove fluid to get it into the lymph system and then out of the body through the kidneys. And there are uh, motions, movements that you can do with your knee if you're recovering from a knee surgery that press the fluid out of the knee capsule. And that's always important so that you can you know, relieve that pressure that's in that part of the body. And those are things that everyone focuses on. Everybody knows that you've got to do that. It's just kind of difficult to do. So dealing with inflammation, whether you're before surgery or after surgery, with natural remedies, natural ideas, which is what Tricia has for us today, um, is a way to alleviate a lot of problems, a lot of complications, particularly if you're in a post-surgery situation. Sometimes the fluid goes away really quickly after any replacement or knee surgery. Other times it may linger or reoccur when you overuse the joint. And in those cases, you know, ice is a solution, certain types of motion, our solutions and of course what you consume can, can be a solution and this is as Trisha is so good at things that are enduring things that we can do on an ongoing basis a lifestyle that we can adopt to yeah. uh, deal with maybe a chronic situation where you have inflammation this is this is why this is such an interesting discussion because there are ways that we can just eat the right things consume the right 
uh, elements and you'll end up with um, solve, solving a lot of the problem. So that preamble said, thinking about knees, um, why don't we go through sort of starting with the first one, going through your list of the foods and why they're beneficial for us to consume uh, to deal with inflammation. So take it away. Okay, sounds good. Um, just wanted to add to that too, what you were just saying about uh, surgery. It's such a traumatic thing. So when the body goes through trauma, um, that's also the reaction is inflammation. It's just, it's, tra it's tra been traumatized, so to speak. And uh, the way, I, the reason I want to say that too, is there's foods that we can eat that over time, if our diet, um, like I always, I always think of the 80-20 rule. So 80% around 80% of our foods should be natural. They should be whole foods, uh, real foods, you know, fruits and vegetables, all the things that we can, our body recognizes. And those are not traumatic to the body. The body goes, oh, I recognize that as a real food. Um, I can break that down. I can digest that. I can turn that into healthy um, tissue and cells. And I can, I can have energy here. So, um, and then there's foods that cause trauma, which I won't go into, into great detail this time. Maybe we'll save for another talk. Uh, we'll talk about things to avoid. I want to talk about, I want to focus in on what we can eat or what we should be eating more of. But uh, one of the main culprits are traumatizing foods that our body doesn't really like. Um, maybe we like the taste, but our body doesn't react well, is sugar. So we want to reduce, to really, really um, help you um, reduce inflammation in the body of all types. Um, uh, sugar feeds inflammation or sugar feeds um, infection and, and bacteria. So you want to kind of reduce sugar. But what you do want to eat, um, we're going to start over here with uh, foods that are rich in omega-3 fatty acids which I want you to think of as like oil for the joints. It actually helps to kind of lubricate and keep it, keep the joints moving well. They're also great for your heart. So that's another added benefit. Um, they help fight inflammation. Um, so we're gonna talk about uh, salmon, uh, tuna, trout, sardines, uh, things like that, any of your fish. Um, if you're not a big fan of fish, you can also get it from uh, fresh ground flaxseed and flaxseed oil. Uh, wild rice, especially long grain black wild rice that has mega vitamins, minerals, protein, fiber. Um, you also want to eat eggs. Eggs are okay. I would say, you know, in moderation, like anything else, um, especially uh, eggs that are coming from free range, uh, flaxseed fed uh, chickens. So if you know anybody in your neighborhood, I mean, it's becoming a really big thing now, um, even in the cities that some people have chickens and they sell their eggs. Um, I, and if you, um, I think Eglin's Best is also a good brand as far as uh, that goes. And then also walnuts and walnut cooking oil. So anything, um, we've been trained so so much, especially in the 80s, 90s, I believe, when we, everybody was told, don't eat fat, you know, stay away from anything that has fat. That did a great disservice to us because our body needs healthy fats, our brain needs it. Um, so definitely have omega-3 fatty acids. It's great for your joints and fights inflammation as well. So that's our first one. Um, everybody good there? Yeah, that was good. Um, we have some people viewing now, and if you do have comments, feel free to chime in um, on the, uh, the comments, but no, no pressure. It's all good. Um, so, okay, so omega-3 fatty acids, that's great. Um, I think the next one on the list are, is it leeks and onions? Is that where we're headed? Um, garlic especially, but yes, garlic, okay. onions, and leeks. Yeah. Um, garlic is wonderful. Um, it has everything our body needs to, um, to kind of ward off and fight. You know, we, we think of it as like, um, it's funny that all the movies, the movies about Dracula or whatever, the spooky movies, it's, you know, wear garlic and you'll ward off, uh, evil, <laughs> you know, Dracula or whatever. Um, but garlic does ward off 
things like um, uh, bacteria and, and it's, it's a great antioxidant, antibacterial, antiviral, anti-inflammatory. So all the things that we want to fight, garlic helps us fight those things. So it's definitely, and actually even helps slow the wear and tear of cartilage. Um, and it has a sulfur-containing amino acids, glutathione, uh, allicin, and other, other things that are healthy for us. So they are our um, anti-inflammatory superheroes. So think of garlic, onions, leeks. Um, quick little side note too, garlic is available in uh, capsules that are um, kind of non-odor. Or they, they don't have a lot of odor, so they, they'll, they won't affect your breath. So if you want to take it in a capsule, just uh, go to maybe a health food store and you can get it in a capsule. But um, garlic is very hot heart healthy and also anti-inflammatory. Uh, you know, in New York, we have a big vampire problem. So I think garlic, be well. <laughs> yeah. Anyone no, hears noise in the background? It's New York City. Trisha's in Florida, I'm in New York while we do this. Um, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, now I'm gonna go back to my background in Michigan because what do we have in Michigan? A lot of tart cherries. Um, one of my favorite foods completely. Um, so that's the next on the list. Tell us about cherries. Okay. Cherries have been uh, long known for, not only are they beautiful and gorgeous. Um, and, oh, I forgot to, you know, I have some in my fridge right now. I actually do. I've been eating them all week. Um, <laughs> love cherries. They're known for fighting uh, inflammation, especially gout. Um, and I can account for this. Uh, my father actually dealt with gout uh, many years ago, and he was told to eat cherries and drink cherry juice. Um, they have uh, the red color is uh, has anthocyanin, which is a type of flavonoid. It's an antioxidant, helps reduce joint pain and inflammation. And like I said, it's been used for years to treat gout or help to at least reduce those um, symptoms of gout. Um, you can drink the juice, of course, cherry juice, but I'd be cautious about the quality of it. Um, and then watch out for added sugar because anything, you know, like we said, um, sugar can increase inflammation. Sugar can help grow bacteria. We want to reduce sugar. But um, with real fruit, you also have the benefits of fiber and other you know, nutrients and trace minerals. Um, you're just better off with, um, with the actual fruit in, in many cases. So yeah, cherries are wonderful. Eat up. Um, now that I'm thinking about them in my fridge, I wanna go get some, but I'll just, I'll leave them over there. But anyway, yeah, cherries are great. Oh. Good. Thank you, Mary Beth. We've got a comment. We've got a viewer. We've got a few viewers, but we have a comment. Isn't this fun? You're somebody, Trisha. You're making your dent in the world. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Mary Beth. Mary Beth's comment is uh, adding nutrition to um, healthy healing, and that's exactly right. We spend so much time on devices, on medicines, on opioids, on all these things that are effective, but you know, many of them are not sustainable. And in this case, it's really natural solutions. And having worked with Trisha for a year now, I guess a little more. Uh, I hear this all the time, and it's like a, a cry to heaven. You know, we can do this. We don't need to consume the wrong foods. We can consume the right foods. We can treat so many of these conditions naturally. And I don't know. I don't have the base of knowledge that you do, Tricia, but it, it obviously Mary Beth agrees. So thank you, Mary Beth, for your comment. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Beth. Uh, well, and like you said, Sustainable. I think you said something about sustainability. Um, if we're on too many medications, and I'm not going to say anything you know, negative about medications, but in the long run, they've been shown to, uh, they can do some damage to the liver, to the kidneys over time. So we just want to, if we have to take medications, which should be for a short period of time or very temporary, but food, we have to, we all have to eat food every day to sustain our 
our bodies and our functioning. So yeah, food is really where it's at. Um, but healing be thy food and thy food be, you know, health and healing. So, um, so anyway, yep, we'll go on to um, vitamin C. Let's go to vitamin C. Uh, but let me uh, mention one thing while we, Todd uh, just made a comment uh, that was, hey, will we be able to see this later? And yes, we will. This will be posted on the, uh, the page. It'll be saved under videos. The document that we have that Trisha has prepared will be saved there after the presentation. So we will be um, uh, supporting this this video. It'll be there basically forever with a basically a guide. Oh, Trisha, are you also going to put that um, sort of the shopping list thing out there for us? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, um, if we can share that shopping list. Yeah, we have actually created a uh, very simple, easy to read one page document. It's a, um, a shopping list if you want to take it to go shopping with you. Um, I suppose I think you could put it on your phone, right? A phone or device if you want to carry it that way. Um, but yeah, you can take it to the grocery store and, and, you know, most of the foods we're talking about, you're going to find in the produce section. So that's easy. Just go there and, and stock up. And we'll meet, yep. we'll meet you there. We'll meet you there and shop with you. Uh, okay. So sorry to interrupt, but let's go to vitamin C. Yep. Vitamin C, um, as you know, um, they're great for our immune system as well. All the citrus, uh, fruits, um, the lemons, the limes, the oranges, grapefruits. These are all great. They, we've known these these for years that are, you know, they're healthy. They're, they're great for our immune system. Um, well, a little kind of question. I, I wonder if we can do a little interactive thing here. And um, not a lot of people know this, that there is um, something that has a higher, um, higher amount of vitamin C than the things I just mentioned, the lemons, <clears throat> the little orange, oranges, the limes. Does anybody know or did anyone type in? What do they think is that has higher vitamin C than an orange? Actually, two to three times higher than an orange. What would that be? <laughs> uh, sweet cherries. Oh, somebody said a little comment about sweet cherries. Um, I guess they're yeah. you're maybe asking a question about about what type of cherries. Yeah, Mary. Mary, if you've got a follow up on that, it looks like Trisha. Are sweet cherries good? I think is where she's headed with that. Um, uh, oh yes, yes. Just saying. Oh, sorry okay. for the typo. Sweet cherries beyond tart cherries. You know anything about sweet cherries? Um, well, I know there's yeah, there's definitely different types of cherries. The the darker, the the red. Um, that those are the best. You know, best ones are would be the uh, the dark mm. red because the red color has the anthocyanin, which is actually the type of the the flavonoid that is an antioxidant. So we're really looking for things with high antioxidants, but you can't go wrong if it's natural, if it's cherry, I would say eat it. Um, the ones in a jar, the was that the maraschino ones that are kind right. of all, yeah. I, I'd say no, not so much. It's, if it's just, they're in a, a bag or whatever, you know, just regular cherries, um, no man-made uh, corn syrupy thing, you know, added to, him, uh, to them, uh, you'd want that. So yeah, cherries are good. But yeah, going back to vitamin C, does anybody know who has okay. more vitamin yeah. C than orange? Nobody is guessing. I know the answer. I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but are you going to tell us? <laughs> okay. Red peppers. Red peppers. The answer is red peppers. So I need if anybody thought of that. Um, I still don't believe pepper? you. I don't believe you, Tricia. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, red bell pepper. Then I have like a little. Oh. You know, but anyway, red bell pepper has. More has two to three times more vitamin C than an orange. So, red bell pepper in your salad, red bell pepper, um, just just eat them, just cut them up, slice them, eat them, maybe have a little hummus with them. So, uh, yep, 
those are excellent. And then also strawberries, kiwi, pineapple, cantaloupe. Um, and it's it's best to get your vitamin C from real food. I, I It's not that I don't recommend any supplements. It's just that our, the body can take in food and knows how to deal with food better than uh, supplements or man-made um you know, pill, you know, things in pill form. So um, there is a little bit of a risk of, if you have too much uh, vitamin C from these other forms, uh, you could develop kidney stones. So just be careful. Um, they say no more than 70 milligrams daily of vitamin C. Um, so I would just, just watch out for that. But like I said, if, if you eat it through food, if you have your vitamin C through food, the body knows how to uh, use what it needs and then get rid of the rest, you know, whatever it doesn't, doesn't use. So don't worry about, you know, eating too many oranges or anything like that. That's, you know, it's very rare that anybody gets, um, you know, has problems okay. with food. Okay. Okay. So we have heard all of our lives, eat your vegetables. And I think for so many reasons, um, we want to do that. But in this case, it's, it's a tool for inflammation. Uh, tell us uh, about that, greens and vegetables. Yep. Greens and vegetables, um, especially from the cruciferous family, which is broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, uh, cauliflower. All these have sulforaphane, which helps slow cartilage damage, which is great um, in, in the joints. Um, so it will help if anybody has osteoarthritis. Um, so, yeah, like I said, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, they're all on our list. Um, the, the, uh, so if you want to take notes, take notes, but you don't have to. We'll have it on the, uh, the um, grocery list. Um, and then adding other greens such as kale, one of the superfoods, of course, dark green leafy uh, vegetables. We got kale, we got spinach, collard greens. Um, as long as they're not cooked to death, uh, you want to cook them for just a short amount of time on a low or medium heat, maybe four to seven minutes, really no more than that. You can do it with a little bit of either olive oil, coconut oil, a little bit of garlic. You can combine that, um, maybe slice up some red pepper and throw that together. Um, I just, I eat really simply like that. I mean, I really just take the food and don't do a, ho a whole lot to it and don't overcook and you'll get more of the nutrients. Um, and greens are great choices for bone health. And I won't go into um, why milk is not the best choice, but I will say that greens are, and you can really look this up yourself too. Um, milk does not uh, do the body as good as they, what they claim. Um, it also causes, it can cause inflammation and um, bacterial growth and mucus and phlegm. So you, your best bet instead of milk for, for bone health, your best bet is really dark leafy greens like kale. So um, I'm not saying don't drink milk, I'm just saying it's not as good for your body as, um, as greens. So, I think we, um, find out, we found out a lot about milk as time's gone by. Um, you know, one of the reasons that we did this, uh, we conceived this, you know, three or four weeks ago before the presentation in Florida, as I've mentioned, is that some of the most popular searches on YouTube, some of the most popular articles out there are exactly around the subject related to knees and inflammation and foods. So we thought that we would um, help share that information that people are really, really interested in consuming. Getting to do it, getting to live this way is obviously a, a real challenge. Uh, for a moment, Tricia, how do you do that? You coach people you coach, coach people that want to change their diet, change the way they approach life. How do you get people to adopt some of these behaviors? How long does it take? How do you incorporate a, maybe a dietary change into somebody's life? Good question. Yeah, I just lock them in their house until they agree to follow everything I say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just brainwash them. No, um, it's really just through um, 
you know, coaching, if you think of coaching, just like a, a kid who's playing a sport or an adult who's playing a sport, whether it be basketball or soccer or football or anything else, it's like little, little bits. Like you don't, you don't say, um, Hey, little Billy, you know, here's the soccer ball. You're going to go be a star. Or, hey, little, you know, uh, give somebody a football and say, you're going to be the best on the team. You know, you it's um, it just takes time and it takes a willingness to be open to new ideas or trying new things um, of me just being an encourager and um, and through teaching and coaching. And also, I hate to say this, but you know, it's the truth. When someone's in pain, they're already in pain or they're they're struggling with something that's really affecting their life in a ne negative way. They're usually willing to listen and, and want to take advice um, uh, you know, how do I get out of this mess? How do I get make my life better? How do I get rid of this pain? How do I lose this weight? Whatever it is that's affecting their life. Um, say that, you know, somebody wants to go hiking or climbing or they want to go on a cruise where they really need to walk and hike. It's like, man, my knees hurt. I'm overweight. I need, I really want to do this thing, whatever it is. And um, can you help me get to this point wherever I am now? Can you help me get to this goal so I can have a better life and I can live better? I say, sure, that's me. That's what I do. I, I, I want to help you. I was struggling too for many years. I was eating uh, too much bread and just eating too much overall and stressed out. And I found a way out. So I want to help you. And I just guide people um, little by little, little changes over time. So it's really not throwing too much information out at people. It's just giving them just enough to get through the week. And um, Little by little, we make changes, and then they see the weight come off, or they see the pain go away, or they or they feel it um, that this does work. And um, so they just got to give it a little time. Um, I work with people usually. Um, just to put it in a in a nutshell, it's about a twelve. I do twelve week programs that help take people from wherever they are to doing these incremental changes. And you know, if they want to continue, they can. But it's usually a twelve week program will get you on the right path, and then you can take it from there. But um, it's basic things that anybody can do. Um, there's no radical diets. There's no, I don't believe in dieting. Um, it has to be sustainable and it has to be something you, it's a, it's a lifestyle. Hmm. And um, hmm. so that's how I do it. I love it. Okay. I need to throw out the maraschino cherries, get rid of the ice cream, buy some greens, and buy some drum roll pomegranates. We've got a few more left. Pomegranates is the next and a couple after that. We're getting winding down a little bit. Tell us about pomegranates, why we want to eat them. We're almost there. Yep, pomegranates are wonderful. They are so rich in antioxidants and they, they help slow aging, the aging process. They have, um, they're, they're just gorgeous little ruby beauties. I just love those things. They help prevent uh, LDL cholesterol from doing damage. Um, so they help to clear, clear the blood. They're great for circulation. Um, they lessen arthritis because of natural anti-inflammatory anti properties they have. Uh, they're also a heart healthy food. Um, there's just nothing wrong with pomegranate. I mean, it's all just good, good, good. So it's they're great. Um, they have powerful anti antioxidant properties. Um, they're they're healthy cell builders too. They help to uh, build healthy cells in the body. And at this point, I also like to say shout out to blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, any type of berry. But you yeah, have pomegranates. Um, those are they're just wonderful. Um, oh, how about the seeds? Good point. Um, a lot of people do say they're so difficult to get into and to cut open and to, you know, get to the fruit. Um, the white rind, of course, do not eat the white rind. It's very bitter and it's not meant to be eaten. But you basically just eat that whole, um, the little ruby. I wish I had an example. I don't have one with me right now. Today, you don't have but, a drop? Um, hmm. 
don't ever prep and I don't have the actual fruit with me. Um, sometimes they're in season, some things they're not. But um, you basically, I just cut it um, uh, in a bowl and like a deep bowl. I just kind of cut it in, into quarters or even uh, six different parts. And then you just flip it over. And I just kind of, um, I don't know how to explain it, but I just take it almost um, like you would like say a watermelon or I, I'm trying to think. Um, you just kind of almost turn it inside out and then you just take out the little red you know the little red little gems in there and i just eat the whole thing i, eat, I mean i eat those red pieces and it does that is a seed but it that's what you eat is the red and the seed now if you just want to eat the red part i suppose you can spit out the seeds it would be very tedious but i mean you can do it that way i suppose um but i just yeah okay anything more about pomegranates or do we move on to something i know nothing about there's the next one on the list i'll let you say what's what's coming up next Sure. Uh, next one is foods that contain selenium. Okay, right. selenium is right. a trace mineral that's um, known to help antioxidants uh, clear out cell damaging free radicals. So it's basically like a little helper to other um, helpers. <laughs> so it's like the antioxidants are the, are the thing that really help our bodies to, uh, to stay inflammation free. And selenium is a trace mineral that kind of helps that process. So um, uh, things such as Brazil nuts, brown rice, tuna, shiitake mushrooms. Uh, for the more adventurous out there, it's also contained um, in high amounts in octopus and squid. So I just, I'm not going to eat octopus and squid, but you can if you, <laughs> if you like. But, uh, but like I said, yeah, Brazil nuts, brown rice, and all those things I mentioned, they'll be on the food list as well for uh, the grocery list. So when you just need a little, anything with, you know, trace minerals, you don't need, need a ton of it. You just need a little bit. But I'd say a little bit every week. So maybe a little bit of brown rice and, you know, with some of these other foods I mentioned, other these other vegetables. Okay. Um, shiitake mushrooms, you can put in different things, of course. And then last but not least, if we want to, like. Yeah. Rock on. Roll it, keep it rolling. Uh, turmeric. Turmeric is that wonderful orange spice that um, you probably keep hearing about all the time. <laughs> uh, it's well-researched and well-renowned as an inflammation fighter. And you just basically use it. Um, sometimes I'll sprinkle on my um, scrambled eggs or uh, uh, even over tacos. or It's just kind of a, a spice. You can almost put it in anything. Um, just, you know, a little bit every day or, or every other day. You don't have to use it every day. Like, like I said, all these foods, it's just really, um, it's just getting them in. Every week, try to do some of these foods in your diet and reduce sugar and you'll be on your way. Um, but, but yeah, definitely use turmeric. Um, is there anything you want to kind of close on? And then I'm going to put your phone number on the, on the screen as well, because, uh, if you want to talk to Tricia directly, there's her phone number. She does coach, uh, professionally. So there's always an opportunity to do that, but you might have questions. You may have follow-up questions. You may have thoughts and Tricia certainly welcomes them or you post them in the, the discussion and we will be able to respond there. There may be things that we haven't covered that you want to hear about. And we're happy to go do research. If we haven't done that already, we don't have the answers. We'll try to figure them out for the group. Um, but go ahead and um, and pull us pull us home. Okay, pulling it all together. Um, well, I just want to say too, um, everything that you know we mentioned today, it's not an exhaustive list. There's probably there's more things out there that'll help reduce inflammation. Something that's not on the list that I just thought of um, is uh, aloe, aloe vera, and aloe vera juice. There's actually aloe vera juice can be a little bit harder to find in a regular grocery store. Maybe your store has it, maybe not. But a health food store usually has it. And um, you want the you want pure. If you're going to go drink it or ingest it or eat it, um, you want just pure aloe. 
that just, it does help to, just like it does on the skin, if you have a cut, you know, they say put aloe on it. Um, it also works inside the body, inside the digestive tract, inside our, our, our stomach, if you have stomach issues. Um, it helps to soothe and, um, and help treat and help, you know, reduce inflammation. So um, aloe is another really good one. Doctors over the years, they used to pretty much, um, they used to tell people about foods, how to eat healthy, or hey, you know, um, try this, try that, you know, try eating more of this. And I think the reason that drugs and medic medicines became so um, prominent was that people would maybe not take the doctor's advice and maybe not eat the right foods and maybe not use foods for healing. So we decided to pop pills and take kind of the easy way out. But um, what health coaches do, uh, me and other, and other health coaches, as um, we help you take the doctor's advice, the natural way anyway, the natural, you know, um, the advice, and we help you live that, walk that out. You know, how can I put that in my life so that I don't need uh, medicines? Um, so that's what I do is I, you know, like we were saying before, um, my role is not to, you know, diagnose or to tell you exactly what amounts of foods to eat or, you know, but it's just to help you actually make this a lifestyle and actually um, eat more of these foods and check in with you weekly to see what you're doing or how, you know, what your progress is, um, what have you eaten this week. We'll go over kind of your food diary and, or, you know, if you've uh, written things down or typed things out and you keep track of what you're eating and I can help guide you in this, in this direction. So that's kind of my role as a coach is to guide you, you know, to a better, better living. So I hope that kind of makes it clear because health coaching is, it's still fairly relatively new and a lot of people still think, well, gosh, you know, how's that going to help me? Um, I just need to see my doctor. By all means, you know, don't, I, I would never want to, I'm not trying to take the place of a doctor, but I'm trying to help you heed the doctor's advice and um, hopefully, you know, avoid getting you to a point where you're so um, needy on the doctor and they're so needy on um, medical um, intervention that, you know, you don't, I think that the, even the healthcare, the healthcare crisis itself, the, the, the amount of money that we're spending on healthcare can be averted and avoided if we would just get back to the basics, drink more water, get more sunshine, get more exercise and eat these healthy foods. Um, I can't even remember the last time I was sick. The Bees Knees podcast comes to you from our studio in Lower Manhattan, New York City. We're here week in and week out shedding light on all aspects of knee surgery and recovery. To reach us, send an email to thebeesneespodcast at gmail.com.